We're going to continue with Philippians chapter 4 is where we're going to be in verse 4. If you've got a paper Bible, you get there. If you've got your digital Bible, you can find it there. If you don't have a Bible, uh, it'll be on the screen to follow along shortly. Um, but before we get there, today's message is called The Pathway to Peace. The Pathway to Peace. It's a bit of a silly question, but uh, have you ever worried? Have you ever worried, right? It's like there's that, that saying, to, to err is human, to forgive is divine. We could probably say to worry is human, but to have peace is divine. Have you ever worried? It's funny because you don't have to try and worry, right? It requires no intentionality. It requires no effort. If you're on your default settings, you're probably worrying. You can think of the many different times in my life where not just like, you know, we have those little worries maybe, but you have those like, those um, sort of like sinking in the chest feeling worries. Have you had those before? Maybe I think of like, like when Katie and I were sort of living very week to week and getting like a giant unexpected bill and you just like, you receive it, and it's sort of like, I don't know, it's sort of like, you know, it just sinks inside, right? And you're like, I don't know how we're gonna pay this, I don't know what this is like, it's, it's, it's worry, it's worry. Or maybe it's a sudden loss of a job. Maybe it's just like one of those confusing messages from a friend that seems a bit cryptic and you don't know what they mean and what's behind it, and so you start wondering called worrying about what's going on. Maybe the boss has asked to see you. So you start thinking of all the things you could have possibly done wrong over recent time. Maybe it's a loved one that's home late and you, you straight away are jumping to, you know, what could have happened. Maybe they've had a car accident. Maybe something's gone wrong. Maybe, you know, worry. Worry. We live in a culture of worry. Right, we do. We live in a culture of worry. It's probably fueled by a news cycle of worry. Just in case you didn't, if you didn't have anything to worry about in your life, all you have to do is scroll for a while and you'll be told all of these things you should be worrying about just in case you weren't worrying about them. And, and that, that's also Christian news. They're telling you all these things that you didn't know you should feel anxious about, that you should start feeling anxious about. Climate change, this drama, that drama, wake up this morning, war in Israel and Palestine on the Gaza Strip, worry, there's a war in Russia, you could be worrying about that. There's Taiwan and China and there's all of that. There's, there's a lot to worry about if you let yourself stay on the default setting. I saw a little post online, a little meme a little meme. Did you, it said this, one, the husband was asking the wife, I think, did you have a good sleep last night? And the wife replied, no, but I got a few hours of anxiety in. <laughs> worry, worry. Worry robs us of being able to be present. It robs us of being able to appreciate what is good in the now because it gets clouded out over what might happen in the future. 
Worry makes us sick. It causes stress. And stress leads over prolonged periods of time to all sorts of illnesses and chronic conditions. The reality is, is that life happens for good and for worse. And all of our futures are filled with endless possibilities. The worst could happen or the best could happen and everything in between. And in the midst of all of that, God wants to give you his peace. He wants to give you his peace. And so the passage we're in today is the pathway to peace. Not peace like the world knows, but God's peace. A peace beyond any of that. You don't have to keep living in worry. You don't have to keep living in anxiety. You can leave the residence of worry and you can set your path to the city of peace, to the place of peace. I think it's probably worthy to have a disclaimer at this point of the message because I have had times where I have suffered from like medical anxiety. And I think it's worth, and I know there'll be many people in the church and here today that have experienced that or are experiencing that. And it's probably worthy of noting that what I'm talking about, the pathway of peace, while it will absolutely help with that level of anxiety, that level of anxiety is more complex than just what we're talking about today. So that, that's my disclaimer for those that are walking in the midst of that. It will help though, um, but I don't want to oversimplify it. So Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. We, we spoke on that a few weeks ago. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about, and you could underline this word, anything. Instead, pray about everything, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done, then you will experience God's peace. God's peace. God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, Dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true on what is honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. We're just gonna focus on a few words through this passage. That's sort of gonna be the structure of the message today. The first word we're gonna talk about is worry. Don't worry. What is worry? What is being anxious about the future? Worry is thinking into the future and assuming the worst of what could take place. 
Worry and faith are heavily related in that way because while faith looks at the future and assumes God's intervention for our good, worry looks at the future and assumes the worst is going to take place. Both are making something up in that sense. Both are making a prediction. Both are manufacturing something out of nothing in a sense. But faith obviously is based on the Word of God. Worry is based on whatever thoughts are running through your mind at any given time. Worry looks to the future and assumes the worst. It says, don't worry about anything. Does he really mean anything? Anything. It's, it's, there's no disclaimers. It's not like, oh, don't worry about anything except um, these really big things. They're worthy of worry. It, it's just don't worry about anything. Don't worry about your work. Don't worry about that message. Don't worry about being left out. Don't worry about your relationships. Don't worry about global warming. Don't worry about the end times. Don't worry about what's happening online. Don't worry about the election. Don't worry about politics. Don't worry about this, that, or anything. Don't worry about anything. If you want to leave the residence of worry and head to the city of peace, you have to take anything seriously. You have to believe that God knows what he's talking about when he invites us, don't worry about anything. Whatever you're worrying about, don't worry about it. Very basic teaching today, mind-bending. You've never heard it before. Don't worry about anything. What about, yep, that. Don't worry about it. Whatever came to mind, yep, don't worry about that. Oh, but you don't know my life. No, don't worry about anything. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 25, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Is your stuff that you're tempted to worry about as a part of everyday life? Don't worry about it. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear? Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest the store in barns. They don't have bank accounts for your heavenly father feeds them. They aren't, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment of your life? No, they cannot, but they can take heaps of moments away. They can rob you of life. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, I don't know who's throwing wildflowers in the fire, you know. But he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Why do you have such little trust in God? Why do you have such a small God? So don't worry about these things. This is the words of Jesus. What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? We could add, what will happen tomorrow? How will I sort this out? What's gonna happen with this? You know, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. 
Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen. Don't worry about anything because God's a big God and he's got it. And then it's got this word, it says, instead. So somehow it's really, sometimes it's really hard to stop doing something unless you have an instead. Right, like, I don't know if you've ever just tried to not do something, that's really hard, but if you can do something else instead, it's a little bit easier. Right, if you've got an alternative option, every time this thought comes to mind, every time you're tempted to do this, if you've got an instead planned, now you have somewhere to direct your energies and move away from that thing. So Paul's reasonable, he knows human beings, so he's not going, hey, just don't worry about anything, just clear your mind and stay still. That's not what he's saying. This is not mindfulness that we're practicing here. This is not just meditation. This is not just, just go do some yoga and don't worry about anything and just experience worldly peace. No, no, this, that's not what this is saying. Don't worry about anything. Instead, here's the God solution. Here's the pathway to the city of peace where God dwells. Instead, pray about everything. <laughs> if it's worth worrying about, it's worth praying about. If it's worth stewing in your mind for two hours at 3 a.m., it's worth getting on your knees for two hours at 6 a.m. If it's worth worrying about on your drive to work, it's worth praying about on your drive to work. If you just took every bit of energy, an hour that you spent worrying and spent praying, you would have peace. Instead, pray about everything. Pray about what? Pray about everything. Even this little thing? Yep, that little thing. Even this little big thing? Yes, this little big thing. Even this first world problem? Yes, that first world problem. Even that big chaotic like world thing that's going on that it doesn't feel like my little prayer as a drop in the bucket would make a little difference of? Yep, that thing. Pray about it. Pray about everything. No issue too small, no issue too big. Just pray about it. Thinking's different than praying, eh? Otherwise, all you're worrying, you could call prayer. Because prayer is a focused way of speaking either out loud or in our mind to God and listening to God. Worry is a focusless way of letting it run rampant within our mind and our heart. And so we pray. We thank God for what he's done, it says, and we ask him for what we need. Simple recipe. I'm worrying about this. Well, let me begin to praise my God. Let me begin to be thankful to my God. Where could I begin? Oh, today, Lord, I just thank you that I woke up. I, at first, I wasn't that happy about it, but then eventually I came to life and I'm thankful that I'm alive today, Lord. Lord, I'm thankful that today I get a fresh start because of what you've done through Christ Jesus in my life. Lord, I thank you that I got a bit of breath in my lungs today. Lord, I might have a few ailments, I might have a sore back, but everything could be sore, Lord. So I'm just thankful everything's not sore. 
You, you, you can find things to thank Him for, right? Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. Oh, remember that thing a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, I'm just, I thank you for that, God, how you came through for me in that, Lord. Oh, thank you for my family. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for this bed. Thank you. And as you begin to thank Him, what are you doing? You're entering His presence. He's the God of peace. You enter His presence with thanksgiving and praise. So that's why Paul says, this is not some like magic formula. It's just another way of saying, come to God. And He's the God of peace. If you get close enough to Him, it'll rub off on you His peace. So you thank Him for what He's done and then you ask Him for what you need. That's taking your needs, your worries, your cares, and it's placing them in the hands of an able God who you can trust to work things out. In your life, I've heard it said this, that faith, one of the ways of seeing it is like trusting in the buoyancy of God. It's like life can be like an ocean. Sometimes it's still, it's peaceful, it's tranquil, it's calm. Other times it's a raging storm and you cannot get your bearings. Sometimes you can be in a shallow part of the ocean. Sometimes you can be in a deep part of the ocean. But it doesn't matter how deep it is because with God, His promise is that you will always stay afloat. God's like a life jacket in that sense. It doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter how deep it is. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. With God, you will have the ability to float above it all. And so when we ask Him for what we need, we're sort of reminding ourselves that He's our buoyancy, that I don't have to keep doggy paddling, treading water, trying to get to shore. I can float in the midst of the depths with God. He's the God of peace. A couple of... A couple of weeks ago, I'm going to say it was. A couple of weeks ago, I was, just, I was looking to Katie for affirmation. She gave me none. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, our, our daughter, Violet, um, she has some health challenges and that's led to um, a lot of bullying and different things at school. And that's, that's been a really rough time for her. She's 10 years old and obviously as a parent, that's hard. And I know many parents would have experienced this. And so I remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, uh, who knows? Uh, she, she was just overwhelmed. She was like, I'm not, I cannot go to school today. She's, she's in hysterics. She's, she's crying. It's anxiety, right? Like, it's like she's so worried about what the day might bring that she cannot bear meeting the day. And in her worry, She's upset in her worry. She's got lost sight of the presence in, in her worry. There's a lot going on in her worry. And uh, for whatever reason, Katie bowed out that day and was like, Joel, you need to do this one. Uh, and that's probably because she does 90% of the other ones. And so, okay, I, I'll take this one. And, and so I, I went to her. I, I asked the Lord for some wisdom. And this was one of my wisest moments of parenting. Uh, you know, I just, because sometimes as a parent, you just want to be like, hey, I know it's tough, but could you get dressed, uh, make your lunch, and get to school? Uh, but, but I knew that probably wasn't going to work this day. The level of worry and anxiety was beyond that. 
And so I just went and sat with her and um, lay in her bed with her for about 15 minutes, right? And she was crying and I didn't say anything except it's gonna be okay. Don't worry about going to school. Don't, we don't have to worry about that right now. Just, just be in my arms. Just, just be soothed. We just, we sat there for, for long enough for the emotions to wear down. But I'm still not going to school. <laughs> so right, well, don't worry about school. Let's just go have breakfast. Let's just go have breakfast. Okay, I can, I can do breakfast. Don't worry about school, but let's just make some lunch because whether you're going to school or you're coming to work with me, you're gonna need some lunch. So let's, let's make a lunchbox. Let's, not, let's just put your uniform on just in case. She should have seen this, you know, like, this is what we wear on Thursdays, you know, it's just. But the point is, and to her credit, she, she braved enough courage to go to school that day. But the point is, is that as she was able to enter my arms, as a parent, she was able to realize that maybe the world's not as bad as she thinks it is. And even if it is, that she can find the courage to face it. There's something about being in your father's arms where his non-anxious presence is able to rub off on us. And so what Paul is not peddling here is some formula of like, just say thanks for a few things, then just tell him what you need, and then you'll have peace. He's saying, go to your heavenly Father, be in his presence, remind yourself of how good and perfect and wonderful and loving he is, and then just cast your stuff onto him just while you're in there. Let it rub off. Let him take it and let who he is, which is the God of peace, let that envelop you. People look at this pathway to peace and they, they go, it's not working. I've done that. I've done the formula and I still don't have peace. I was driving to work and I, I said, thank you God for three things. I told him the 50 things I was worried about and I'm still anxious. It doesn't work like that, friend. Keep praying until you have peace. Keep praying until you have peace. It's not a lot, I did it, I did it, I did it, why don't I have peace? It's stay in God's presence until you have peace. If that means, and you're facing a lot of worries in your life, if that means you need to get up an extra hour earlier in this season of your life, and you need to sit there even longer with God so that you're like, I'm not leaving this home until I have peace today, do it. Because peace will come as you spend time with God. If that means that you need to take your lunch break away on your own, if that means you need to retreat somewhere, the God of peace is faithful to give you His peace. He's so faithful to give you His peace. But it isn't an instant formula. It isn't a scroll and fix. It isn't a write a prescription and take it and all of a sudden I've got peace. It's because it's going into the arms of our God. And I don't know that you can ever really do that in a hurry. 
Sometimes I'll, I'll wake up worried. I don't know if you do too. Sometimes I'll wake up worried. And I pull my little chair outside if the weather's good. And I sit there with my coffee and my Bible. But I'm not going to leave this seat, God, until I've got your peace. Until I've got your peace. The pathway to peace. It says that that peace will guard. It will guard our hearts and minds. We'll guard it. What a beautiful picture. It's like once you get it, it's sort of like setting up a guard around our being. It's sort of like setting up some walls. It's sort of like setting up, and, and because you might get peace, but then the day goes on or life goes on and thing, worries will try to come back again. But once you've already got the peace, that surpasses all understanding about a particular issue in your life, it actually does set up guard and you find it way easier to deflect off the worry. The worry comes and goes, but it's sort of how it talks about in Colossians 3, the peace of God, God let it rule your hearts. It's like once you get it, you can set it on the throne in your heart and you can make a ruler over every other thought, but you can't do that until you've gone to his presence to get his peace. But once you have it, it will guard. It will rule if you let it rule. It's beautiful. And then it goes on, fix your thoughts on all these awesome things. You cannot experience peace without disciplining your mind. You just cannot. There's no other way. You have to maybe stop listening to your thoughts and start speaking to them. Maybe you have to start taking every thought captive or maybe you have to just start letting them come and letting them go and not believe everything they have to say. Oh, that's a funny story, mind. Ha, ha, ha. Good on you. Assuming the worst again. Just, yeah. Look, when a bird lands on your head, you don't panic, you just shoo it away. Worries a little bit like that, right? Sometimes it comes and lands, yeah, just shoo it away. Don't have to panic, just, yeah, let it go. Hmm. Dwell on what is good. Here's the thing in this world, you'll always find what you're looking for. If, you, if you're looking for reasons to worry, you'll find plenty. But if you're looking for reasons to trust God and believe His goodness is all around, you'll find it too. The pathway to peace. The God of peace will be with you. And this pathway is through no other way but prayer. Maybe today you find yourself overwhelmed with all sorts of worries. Let the God of peace be with you. Let the God of peace be with you. If worries are dialing up, let prayer dial up. If it's worth worrying about, it's worth praying about. Because God has so much peace. God's got so much peace. He's got a never-ending, unsurpassing supply of peace. We're not talking about some pop psychology here. We're not talking about just let it go and you'll experience peace. We're not talking about just don't think about it and you'll experience peace. We're not talking about just be distracted by something else and you'll be experiencing peace. We're talking about throwing ourselves into our heavenly Father's arms like a child 
and letting him tap our back and just say, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I got it. I know, I got it. You can trust me. I'll work all things for the good of those who love me and are called according to my purpose. Let me, son and daughter, give you my peace. Let me give you my peace. It surpasses all understanding. It can't be written about. It can't be measured in journals. It can't be studied. It surpasses all understanding. Have my peace, son. Have my peace, daughter. And let it guard your heart. Let it rule above all other thoughts, all other worries. Let it govern your inner being Rest in my peace. The God of peace will be with you. It doesn't say fix your thoughts on whatever you want, think about whatever you want, watch whatever you want, do whatever you want, and the God of peace will be with you. It says pray and fix your thoughts and put into practice what you see in Paul's life and the God of peace will be with you. I wanna finish in Auckland and in here today with us coming around the communion table to remember the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, He's made peace between every single one of us and our Heavenly Father, if you want peace with your Heavenly Father. I know there were people here today, you wouldn't say that you know Jesus, you wouldn't say that you've been walking with Jesus. I wanna let you know that Jesus loves you and he's died for you. He poured out his blood for you. His body was broken for you so that there might be peace between you and your God. Today, if you want to step into a relationship with Jesus, you can do it by coming to the table and taking the emblems. That could be your crossing the line of faith today and saying, God, I'm opening my life up to you. God, I'm choosing you. God, my way of life it's leaving me unsatisfied. Come and satisfy me, God, in your love. For all others who already know Jesus, come and be reminded of the Prince of Peace today. Come and be thankful for all he's done in your life and at the table, cast all your cares onto him and leave this place today filled with God's peace for whatever the week brings. Let us stand in Auckland too, and let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your body broken for us through your son Jesus. Thank you for the blood poured out for us. In you alone we trust. God, we pray in Auckland and in here that in this moment around your table that there would be a heavenly exchange of peace from your presence, from your being into all that needs your peace today. Would the worries be left at the table and the peace be taken from the table? In Jesus' name, amen.